And currently we have 39 degrees in the uh, Roanoke and Salem area, 41 in Danville, 40 in Bedford, 42 in Lynchburg, 43 in Appomattox, 41 in Amherst. 7.06 on the morning jam. Pleased to have David Childers with us right now. He's running for school board. Is that right, Janet? I've got so many positions yes. these people are running yes. for you. Uh, had so many come through the studio. It's, it's, been, it's been fun, especially when they come bringing gifts. I know. Word is out on the on the twix uh we are the twix reese cup yeah king and queen yeah, here apparently. a little bit uh <laughs> david childress is joining us this morning good morning david good morning and thank you for having me this morning well we are uh very pleased that you're here and uh we are going to ask you the question that we always start with which is what on earth motivated you to get involved in uh in this race for this november yeah, it's a great question. It's uh, one that I'm asked a lot. I'm uh, sure. You know, uh, getting into politics and, and school board in particular. So um, <clears throat> it goes back to 2018 for me. Uh, so I'm not sure if you recall uh, in 2018, they had the tornado that sure. uh, came through yeah. uh, Winsburg, Amherst County. Yeah. Well, I live out in the Elan area, mm-hmm. down right. at Cedar Gate. That's, and that's um, our area. house was one that was completely destroyed. Oh, oh wow. wow. And I tell you, the. It was you know, so random, too. It was very I mean, random. Yeah. <clears throat> But the, the love and support that we saw from the community, you know, most people see that as a, as a tragic event. Mm-hmm. Um, my wife and I, we saw it as, as a positive, life-changing event. Um, okay. And partly because of all the support that we saw from the community. We had people, uh, teachers, uh, people from, uh, from the school board, uh, athletic teams, all coming out to help support our family and, mm-hmm. of course, other victims. And, and um, you have kids in Amherst County? Yes. Schools? Well, my kids are, have graduated. My okay. youngest uh, is 19. I just yeah. recently graduated okay. from Okay, so we, yeah, that, yep, my so. son's in the same same uh, age there. And so as a, as a result of that, I, I, want, I want to be able to give back to my community. I've lived in Amherst County my whole life. And, um, you know, for me, the best way to do it is to use the skills that I've uh, acquired over, uh, you know, 20-some years in education. And uh, I want to give back and, and help uh, make Amherst the best that uh, we possibly can. So what do you think needs to, what, what are the most important things that needs to be addressed uh, from a school board perspective? Sure. Well, I think some of the, the first things that, that need to be addressed, and, and Dr. Wells, a uh, great new superintendent, is, is well on his way uh, to, to accomplishing some of these. Uh, I think uh, discipline in our schools needs to be addressed. Uh, with our teachers, you know, we talk about uh, how do you uh, retain and recruit highly qualified teachers. Mm-hmm. Uh, well, there's two ways. Uh, one is is we certainly need to look at addressing uh, pay for our teachers. Uh, the second thing is uh, discipline. Um, I've heard of stories where uh, you know, students have uh, essentially cussed out a teacher, mm-hmm. and we're back in the classroom the very next day. Right. And so those type of things, uh, no matter how much the teacher loves uh, being an educator. Uh, it really demoralizes and, oh, sure. and uh, you know, it takes all the joy away. Right. Sure. So. And, and all of our teachers are seeing that. Yes. Yeah. Sure. So we got to be able to support our staff. Right. And I think it sets a precedent, too, for the other students. Because I think students, uh, if maybe I'm thinking wrong, correct me, please. But if a, if a teacher sticks up for, for the right thing, I think other students, the ones that want to learn, will get behind that teacher. It, it just seems to me that they will follow someone not, you know, they, they've got to do it tactfully, obviously, because times have changed since you and I went to school. Certainly. You know, so but I believe that it that it builds something with the students, that relationship between the students and the teachers, if they can take a stand and they're getting supported. 
They have to be supported from the people they're answering to, which are the moms and the dads and the other administrators and those kinds of things. Right. Well, and, and the other thing, too, is it really sets a bad example for our students mm-hmm. uh, because if we're, if we're showing them that there are no consequences for their actions right. in school, think about what happens when they graduate. Sure, sure, absolutely. So you, you mentioned education for a number of years. What have you done? What, 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 what helps make you qualified for, for this position? So I've been in education for 20 years. I worked in Amherst County as supervisor of technology, Lynchburg City Schools as director of technology. Um, after the, the tornado, I decided that um, I, I didn't – I love what I do, uh, but there's so much politics involved in mm-hmm. Lynchburg City Schools, so I decided I need to do something different. So right. I, um, I, but isn't that true in, in every – school system to a certain degree to a certain degree absolutely yeah. yep and uh, so i currently work as director of technology uh in louisa county schools okay uh and so i've been there for the last six years and i can tell you i've learned more in the last six years than i have my entire career wow i do all special projects i work with our school board i work with the board of supervisors in louisa county uh of course you know superintendent senior staff what are they doing over there that's different that that you could help bring here if it's if it's the right thing oh well, i can like. tell you the, the first thing is teamwork okay um between the superintendent, the school board, board of supervisors, uh, they all work together. As They're a all team. pulling in the same direction. They're pulling in the same direction because we know why we're there mm-hmm. and to support our community to make it better. We're not competing against one another. Right. Uh, to the point where, like, I do special projects. Uh, and so I'm doing a, um, an addition to a middle school and build a new career and technical education facility. Mm-hmm. We've got board of supervisor members on the design committees. Mm-hmm. And so, you know, bringing them in and having them be a part of it, I think, is a, is a big piece uh, and, and it really it, it helps our boards to work uh, together. So what do you do when the whole country and Amherst County is no exception is so divided on things that have absolutely nothing to do with education? That's a great question. Um, I think we got to focus on the right stuff. Um, you know, what is best for our students and right. uh, ignore all the, the frivolous things that really don't matter to but education. Can, but can you? I mean... Because we, we all know mm-hmm. <clears throat> that the most important thing for us to do is to have children be able to read and write That's right. and critically think mm-hmm. and, you know, y- your basics getting covered. And yet we have all these other things that are working their way into our, our schools. I mean, when my son was in school, Amherst County High School was teaching and uh, and I saw the I saw the things in the hallway, you know the five pillars of Islam and the wonderful things that Islam has brought into uh, that that they've created and they've invented, and to me, that was a dangerous thing as our young people are trying to be recruited in, um, but it does happen and it happens in this area. What do you what do you do to make sure that parents are being heard and that their values are being reflected in the schools? Well, I think that's a, an important thing to remember, right, is, is parents do have a voice right. and, and they need to be involved in the process. Yeah. Uh, there are many that, that would want to exclude our parents uh, from the process. Sure. Uh, you know, Governor Youngkin's model policy uh, was a big part of uh, putting forward uh, parents' values. Mm-hmm. Uh, I stood up at the, one of the, the school board meetings when, when Amherst voted on that um, to talk about that. Uh, and encourage them that, you know, if, if you don't want to adopt the policy, but there are certain things that we need to pull from that policy, which right. is parental notifications involving our parents. Yeah. Uh, I think that's kind of the, one of the keys is communicating transparency mm-hmm. um, with with our parents, with, with the community, uh, but also involvement. Uh, and 
if you've been involved in education at all, you know, it's difficult uh, to get people involved that don't want to be involved. And it's difficult to get parents to give a darn about anything. I mean, the the very incident that I'm talking about, it was a it was a parent night. Mm-hmm. You could have shot a cannon through the hallways. There just weren't many parents there. Yeah. You can't know what's going on if you're not present and accounted for, you know? Yeah. And I, I think that, you know, the best we can do in that is, you know, find multiple ways of communicating with our parents, mm-hmm. uh, whether it's, you know, through, you know, um, uh, electronic communications, mm-hmm. face-to-face communications, inviting them into the schools, giving them reasons to come into the schools. Right. I am yeah. big on, uh, you know, projects, uh, um, um, you know, hand-based uh, doing things yeah. uh, with our students. And, and that tends to bring uh, parents in because they want to see the accomplishments uh, sure. you know, of, of their students. And I think that makes sense. So. Yeah for sure if people want to find out more about you what's the best way for them to do that uh they can look me up on facebook i have a uh, website um uh, children's for uh, uh school board dot mm-hmm. uh, com uh so ex- excited you know we have uh tomorrow is election day yeah, yeah. so uh please i encourage you to look up all the candidates mm-hmm. and then but and go exercise your right to vote yeah, absolutely. Yeah. So. yeah, it's important now more than it's ever been before. So what's the rest of your day look like being the day before? <laughs> I'm just curious. Uh, so I have another interview uh, this morning mm-hmm. okay. uh, with another uh, station and um, just going to try and relax a little bit. I actually have to go back to Louisa tonight. I have okay. a, a school board meeting uh, there I need to attend. Uh, and then I'll be coming back uh, so, here late uh, tonight. So you work in Louisa. I do. And, and you live in Amherst. I do, yes. Got it. Okay. All right. Well, safe travels out there. Yep. As you uh, do your job, and mm-hmm. and, and uh, good luck with the uh, race tomorrow. And we we'd love to stay up with you if you if you get elected. We'll we'll give you a chance to maybe voice some of those concerns. And and uh, once you get into the belly of the ship, you've been in it. But mm-hmm. uh, it once you get it's a in different it, ship, yeah, though. a different ship, yeah. right? Yeah. And different you, perspective. And, and you sure. get a, a new perspective on things. Thanks for being with us, David. It is. Um, Let's see, 716 here on the Morning Jam. We'll have David's interview up on our our um, SoundCloud page. I almost right? said Facebook. Yeah, SoundCloud well. page. Go to SoundCloud, type in the Morning Jam on VTRN and today's date, and you'll see the whole show, hour at a time, along with all the interviews. We have another one coming up in the 8 o'clock hour. We do. Uh, Gingerberg will also come in and uh, talk about the school board race going on in Amherst. When we come back, we'll talk about the Kamala Harris reboot. How's that going? It looks like an AI picture of her. Mm. The Morning Jam with Janet Rose and Mark Lamb. You put it on your toast and on the radio at daybreak. The Morning Jam, 6 to 9 a.m. Listen, I think that you you framed the point quite accurately and well, which is America's policy has been and will continue to be focused on the real issue at hand, which is one the needs of the Ukrainian people, which we will continue to support. I was feeling like they Kamala. just woke her up from a nap. I know it sounds sounds like it. Yeah, I also think it's ironic that you played fresh and exciting before <laughs> playing a Kamala Harris. 
<laughs> that is it that, was the closest one i get my hands on yeah that was because it well was it neither. is fresh because they're trying to reboot her it, well, i mean it, well they're trying they they are i swear trying. that picture looks like ai over there oh it i think does, it probably is it does not look like kamala harris um apparently her reboot is kind of fizzling out uh not doing so great she has been doing a media blitz interviews on 60 minutes right long form profiles in the new york times and the atlantic but she's just as unpopular as ever okay so if you have two brain cells to rub together after an interview with kamala harris right how can you walk away going yeah she's ready to lead the world I, I just, I don't get it. The uh, Atlantic wrote in early October, her first year on the job was defined by rhetorical blunders, staff mm. overturns, yeah. political missteps, and a poor sense among even her allies as to exactly, exactly what constituted her portfolio. Only Sheila Jackson Lee has more turnover in her office than, than Kamala. Kamala Harris. Yeah, and, and that says a lot. Yeah. Despite Biden's statement that he believes Harris's ability to govern, uh, her reputation has never really recovered. Mm -hmm. She uh, has directly confronted her general unpopularity with the American people in multiple interviews with friendly media. Mm -hmm. In August, she claimed that she was the victim of intensive media scrutiny during an interview with Politico. That, I mean, of course you're being scrutinized. You're the vice president. Right. Why wouldn't we not? You should be able to stand up to scrutiny. Absolutely. Anybody Absolutely. running for office should be able to stand sure. up to scrutiny. Sure. Especially when it's like cold, hard facts. Mm hmm. Mm hmm. Uh, I'm not going to sit here and say it's not fair because I'm not new to these things, she said. Um, it's an argument that some conservatives have routinely dismissed, noting past criticism of Mike Pence, Dick Cheney, Dan Quayle. Certainly, Joe Biden, Al Gore, all have come under criticism. They, I mean, mm -hmm. they just have. If it can't stand up to the scrutiny, you right. can't. Mm -hmm. That's not to say Harris is the most popular choice for Biden's running mate. New York Times Magazine said they interviewed more than 75 people within her orbit. Right. And there's little agreement about Harris at all, mm -hmm. except to acknowledge that she has a public perception problem self-fulfilling spiral of bad press and bad polls and oh here it is the realities of racism and sexism i was waiting for that one yeah well stacy abrams said the same thing because that's her card yeah, and she plays it you, you got to play the card and and yeah. she plays it in every possible way absolutely she plays the indian card she mm -hmm. plays the black card she plays, plays the asian card mm -hmm. all of it yeah and she plays the ovary card i mean it's just what she does well so there you have it inside with jen saki on sunday um Stacey Abrams said that Harris would not face the same criticism if she were a white male. Let Wrong. me tell you. Well, no, I, I'm, I'm going to say yes. I, I think it would be even more cruel. That white guy's dumbass is a box of rocks. Right. I can't say that about Kamala, you yeah. know, without being considered X, Y, and Z. Right. You know. Right. Well, I, I think mean, if she was a white male, she would have even more people. But they basically said that about Biden and he's president now. Right. I, I know, mean, I know. you know, I mean, Joe. the gaffes that he made. Yeah. I think she'd be scrutinized worse if she was a white male. Like, come on. Well, yeah. Go back. With the word salads that she puts out. Go back to the whatever, you know.
columnists at the Washington Post, New York's <sighs> magazines, the Intelligencer, and the prominent independent writer said there are better options available, and he should choose one of them mm-hmm. if he wants a shot at winning re-election. The uh, Washington Post columnist said Biden is too old to run for re-election, yeah. and Harris is one of his biggest liabilities. Mm. Biden could encourage a more open vice presidential selection process that could produce a stronger running mate. Because I can tell you, they are right. Part of the problem is he's going to die off and that's going to be our president. Right, right. I mean, we feel that now. Absolutely, yeah. A hundred percent. Her, she is literally less popular than Biden. How is that even possible? (laughs) How is she less possible, uh, less popular than Biden? Well, you know, racist and sexism. I guess. Well, she's been. How many jobs has she been given that we've never had a full report on? Right. You know, she and, was. And you're not going to. She was the czar of the. You know, she was made AI Borders czar. Are. Yeah. Borders are. Yeah. And a couple other things. Handing and it's this, all that, just and the bizarre. Other, right. Is what it is. It's being handed over to her. Right. And then we send her over there. Remember when she was in? It was Germany, and and she had that little. I have to find that soundbite. The you, pee, the thing, the no, thing, no, it was the, the thing. The France, you're talking about France. Yeah, France. The plan. The plan. The plan. It's like she was Ridiculous. on. Ridiculous. Auditioning for, you know. I don't know why. Fantasy Island. The plane, the plane, the so plane. As if, the, as if that isn't a big enough fiasco mm-hmm. with this attempted reboot mm-hmm. with her. Now, Democrats are saying, for the love of all that's holy, will you stop using the term Bidenomics? <laughs> I mean, even they hate it. Right. Um, they say the branding is doing more harm than good. Whoever came up with the slogan Bidenomics should be fired, said one Democratic strategist. This is a Democratic strategist right, right. saying this. Uh, two people familiar with the discussions reported that the president was initially reluctant to reclaim it mm-hmm. to promote a growing economy, worrying it could backfire. Well, that may be the most intelligent observation he's made is he falling going up the stairs he in that is picture? yep oh, yep there's only bidenomics s- investing steps. in america as right. he plants it on his face there um <laughs> i'm sorry the people that biden stands for don't deal with economics um says uh james Clyburn, who admitted he doesn't like it either oh that's the guy that put him over the top in south carolina yep they deal with day-to-day issues. They have to educate their children and feed their families and develop their communities. That does not sound like Bidenomics. Hmm. Democratic pollster, Celinda Lake, said, Originally, I would have said we didn't repeat it enough. I would have said we weren't visible enough out there. I would have said we didn't put enough advertising. But we've done all that. It won't break through. It just will not. 62% of Americans disprove of biden's handling of the economy i think it's more than that i I don't see i don't see how they can even say that we were we were at the store this weekend Mm -hmm. and standing in line and a candy bar just a regular size candy bar on sale Mm. was two dollars and 25 cents that means our last guest for a candy bar. Our last guest made a five dollar investment in us with know, tax. That's payola. <laughs> I'm pretty sure you could be fired for that, sir. Sorry, um, it was a gift during an yeah during an economic address in Chicago. Biden attempted to redefine Bidenomics. Ah, 
Yes. How did he do? Well, <laughs> you tell me. Uh, okay. He, he's trying to say that Bidenomics is another word for the American dream. Oh, gosh. So, I mean, how about the American nightmare? Just when you can't get any worse. On the heels of Halloween. Right. Um, Holy cow. Yeah. It's just another way of saying restore the American dream because it's it's worked before. Oh, you mean like make America great again? Right. Like that? We were doing that before you came in, Skippy. Yeah, and changed a lot of stuff in one day for the worse. It's rooted in what we've uh, what's always worked best in this country, investing in America, investing in Americans, because we invest in our people. We strengthen our middle class. No, you brought in millions of people well, ten, that don't even belong here. That's what I was just thinking. Here. He bought possibly up to 10 million, and they're all sucking on the national feet. Yeah. And I mean, most of them. And you, and how and you, can have you do that? cities that are basically shutting down. Right, they're imploding. Asking you for millions of dollars that yeah. we don't have. Yeah. I mean, come on. What was it last week? They offered them one point something billion. They go, we that's need 5.8 billion. What are you not talking enough. about? It's just not enough. We need more money. I, I, well, I'm at least happy that the things that, that we've been saying for like a year, mm-hmm. why are they doing this? Right. Why are they even trying? It's not going to work. May, and now they're the even realizing it's not going to work. Right. But I, I don't know. They'll keep doing it. They're hey, just I, that arrogant. I love the fact that he tried to redefine it. Yeah, it's the American dream. So my brother. Sadly, that is the new American dream. My brother Jim sends me a cartoon of a guy. Folks, the main reason you're not getting a good picture is because you bought a microwave. <laughs> well, they're looking at a microwave thinking it's a TV. Well, we're looking at Bidenomics. And they think we see great times. Yeah, no, no, we don't. Not so much. No, not so much at all. All right. Uh, WDBJ7 is on the way with some local headlines. And uh, we'll have your forecast, too. It's been a little bit warmer the last few days. Not too bad. I'll take it. Forty-five degrees in Appomattox, forty-three in Amherst, forty-two in Salem and Roanoke, forty-three in Danville, forty-three in Bedford, forty-four in Lynchburg. As the weather, you know, gets cooler, and we've had some fluctuations. Had a nice weekend. You know, think about those that are that are dealing with homelessness. A story out of Christiansburg, keeping people out of the cold. That's the mission to our house in the New River Valley. Uh, we're able to give people. Uh, that one place that they don't have to worry about their survival, Reverend Morris Flesher said. Uh, Flesher is the chair of the Our House Policy Council. He says we uh, we say the overnight program runs by the New River Valley Action uh, Community Action. It gives light to the homeless problem in the New River Valley. One of the reasons that we do what we do is we're rehumanizing folks that have been pushed to the margins of society, he says. We use the language of hospitality, the hospitality industry, by calling people our guests. We don't say, oh, that homeless person. We don't want to objectify the person, a person who's already trying to fight for their survival. Uh, You are somebody. Your story is meaningful. You have a story, and uh, we like to share that. So our house is a... uh, to our house is the name of it. Sounds like a great place helping homeless in the New River Valley. 
Well, a candidate likely to be elected to the Virginia House of Delegates has been defying multiple court orders for months now. He owes thousands of dollars in fees and payments after canceling his own children's health insurance. On multiple occasions, the Virginia court system has determined that Tim Griffin, a Republican running to represent the 53rd District, must pay his ex-wife and their two young children for health care coverage, spousal support, and attorney's fees. The grand total has now eclipsed $33,000. That all according to court filings obtained by the the Daily Progress, which Griffin is now trying to have sealed from public view. Um, the uh, In early October of this year, his ex-wife filed three motions, uh, her counsel did, including one for an emergency hearing so that Griffin would pay what is owed. One of the motions describes his lack of compliance with the court orders as persistently blatant, condescendingly unapologetic. Her counsel has repeatedly argued that Tim Griffin regularly defies the court, whether it's his unwillingness to pay ordered fees or missing deadlines to submit discovery. The court itself has noted the failures. In August, the court issued an order to avoid any contempt with regard to the defendant's failure to pay the ordered attorney's fees. Essentially, Tim Griffin had missed the deadline to pay the fees, but instead of him hold, of holding him in contempt, the judge created a payment plan. Griffin would have had to pay monthly installments of $500. More than a year later, the payments have not been made. In a recent motion, uh, Griffin's counsel argued that Tim Griffin's habitual, intentional, and continued lacks of compliance has caused unnecessary attorney's fees and continued financial hardship for the plaintiffs and the party's minor children. And a final note, the campaign finance report from June indicates that Griffin did have the money to pay at least some of what's owed as he donated more than $4,000 to his own campaign, Griffin for Virginia. Wow. Okay. Okay. So going to college for the first time can be nerve-wracking, but for kids who grew up in foster care, it can be impossible to overcome many of those hurdles. But a program at all of Virginia's community colleges makes it easier. I'm their friend. I'm their coach. A mentor, says Mickey Page, who is who is all of this and more to the students of Central Virginia Community College in Lynchburg. More than uh, 1,612 degrees, diploma certificates, and accreditations from Virginia Community College System and other post-secondary institutions have been awarded to 933 students who have experienced their have experienced foster care since the great expectation started in 2008. Students graduate at three times the national rate for foster youth. 608 plus students have transferred to other colleges and universities. So, uh, uh, I think we've had Mickey in the sh- on the station. It was like two and a half years ago. Uh, when I saw the picture on, on this particular article, he looked familiar. But uh, a great great things going on for those that go through the foster system. Yeah. And um, a way to make it to where they can be successful because an education is a is a special thing. Well, and and it's it's something that we all need to be involved in because the work that they do is so important. And we are really blessed to have a lot of listeners who do work in that yeah in the foster uh, care system that system and they yeah. do a great job and we're thankful that they're able to keep on keeping on uh, roanoke fire and ems department said they have some exciting news to share with the community they are partnering with the invisible fence brand of uh, virginia to save pets lives from house fires they oh, nice. donated eight pet oxygen masks The department said they're better equipped to save pets in residential fires with these specialized masks designed by veterinarians. Wow. That's cool. Yeah, it's cool. 
Oh, I love that look. That little kitten's getting love. If you don't have the sticker on the front of your house that says, you know, we have animals inside, please save the animals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. You all really need to to have that. You can get them for free from the uh, SPCA. Okay. You can order them online. Mm -hmm. And and you can put on there, you know, I have this many animals in my house. I have, you know, two dogs, two cats, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, I would have to be very specific. You know, the big ones will make it out on their own. Look for the littles. Right. Look for the littles. Right. Yeah, that's probably exactly. what it needs to say. Hmm. 866-916-3776. You're on the Morning Jam. Good morning. Well, good morning to y'all. Uh, hi. Uh, hi, how are you today? Good. The cowbell yeah, hey, is was, cowbell's I, in the truck, just letting you know. <laughs> didn't, well, didn't, that's good. Didn't uh, bring it in this morning. I, I, yeah, uh, I, well, I was thinking about a couple things. I said, you know, I need to bring... Dave Rose, a little bit more uptown to Cowbell 101, because you were talking about that. And uh, the thing about uh, the Cowbells is that, yeah, we, we ring them when they come on the field. We ring them when they, when they score. Uh, another attribute, too, is that when we're holding our opponents to third down and maybe four yards, we try to make all the noise we can mm-hmm. so we can really mess up the uh, QB's calling signal. So that's another thing on the Cowbells. But anyways, it was... It was an exciting win, uh, fifty-six to thirty, that we won over Louisiana. Oh, that was Tech. the final score! Uh, wow. Okay. Yes. So um, it was it was a very good win. Uh, you could see the um, the you know our, our team on, on, on all sides of the ball. Uh, they're, they're really sharpening their knives. Uh, yeah, we had a few uh, hiccups, but that that's going to be expected at the college level. But other than that, they're they're really uh, becoming a well-oiled machine. And with the win Saturday night, what that means? And we're talking about that, the Liberty Flames here. For those of you just yeah, tuning this, in, this, right, right. This is for Liberty. I'm University sure they're uh, the very well, uh, you know, aware of our. Well, Kevin, our, <clears throat> next to Alan York, I think Kevin is the voice of the Flames. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> at least here. That's, that's, that's <laughs> very kind of you to say. But um, the. Um, with the win this past Saturday night, uh, it speaks volumes. There, there's a lot going on other than just the win, and I'm not downplaying the win, but we we secured um, the conference championship to be held here in Lynchburg. Right. And when you stop and kind of stand back and look at all that, what an economic shot in the arm. Yeah, yeah. For, for Lynchburg and area, uh, surrounding right, areas, yeah. For, for Lynchburg. That, and that will be held December the 1st. That's a Friday night now, mind you. Mm-hmm. December the 1st at 7 o'clock. And who we, who we will be playing has not been determined yet. And I don't know how that works out. Uh, I, I'm, I'm going to make a stab in the dark. I think it's probably the second-best team in the conference that has, you know, the, you know, the, uh, the second-best yeah. record. And so that's Jacksonville that's State, isn't it, right now? I don't know. I ha- I haven't looked. I went, it's, yeah, either, it's either Jacksonville or, or Western Kentucky. Okay, because Jacksonville State is seven and three right now. So, yeah, it, it's probably them. And uh, you know, whoever's going to come in, it, it's it's going to it's going to be a heck of a game. And um, you know, you're looking at the team, and they're they're just coming together. So there's there's a lot of uh, there's a lot of good uh, uh, mojo flowing through the locker room and what have you, and. It's an exciting event, even for uh, the first year in the conference, first coach of you know coming in, mm-hmm. and they, they've got a nine and zero record 
Um, so the, their next two games, they're going to be non-conference games. They got uh, uh, ODU coming into town this coming Saturday night. They've and then got, UMass. Uh, UMass uh, the 18th, and then they then they fly down to El Paso yeah. to wrap up the season. So um, November is going to be a, a, just a full month, and then and then we, then we have the opportunity. Uh, of of winning the the conference championship and then putting our nickel in the hat for a bowl game. So yeah. there's just a lot of good things going on. Yeah, a lot. And, uh, yeah, for sure. Rose may have to step right, up the so, five and dine, which she's saying we got to do. Uh, well, <laughs> but she may have to have a special five and look, dine just this for this. LU report was brought to you by Kevin Winters, <laughs> LU's number one fan. <laughs> Thanks for the call, bud. Y'all have a great, have you, a great day. We'll talk to you soon. Bye now. All right, take care. He does love them. He does. He, he does. And, I love his passion. I think and, that's great. Yeah, and uh, it, it's, it's you know, he and I sat down before the season, and we were just wondering, can we have 500 ball, which means win half of your games. We're way past oh, that. Oh, yeah. It's, it's blown, that boat sailed and then some. Blown a lot of Under-promised, us. over-delivered. It's time for Janet's Five and Dine on the Morning Jam. Give her five minutes, and she'll give you some great inspiration for a delicious meal tonight. Well, we, we can't say that about your five and nines. They do deliver. They do deliver. Good, good goodies, goodies, goodies. This one delivers in a big way. Five and Nine is brought to you by our friends at FNL Market. They're celebrating their 30th anniversary, and it's not too late for you to get in on the celebration. Stop by and take advantage of those 30th anniversary sale prices. Today's recipe is one that I made yesterday. Mm. It is a lemon ginger turmeric chicken and rice soup. It is just explodes with flavor when you eat it. It's so delicious. Nice. Uh, you're going to start by heating uh, oil in a large saucepan over medium-high heat. You're going to add your onion, celery, carrots, and you're going to cook those until they're almost tender. Uh, then you're going to add in your garlic, ginger, rosemary, thyme, turmeric, and a little bit of cayenne. And you're going to mix that until it's fragrant. Mm-hmm. Then you're going to add in your broth. Now, it, it the recipe says to add in your rice. I did not add in the rice, and I don't recommend that you do that either. I need to make that note on my on my thing. Because I, don't, I like my rice to hold firm, and I like to use jasmine rice, and it will overcook if you're not careful. So I add the, you know, the broth in and the, the chicken, and I cook that until the chicken is cooked through and is very tender and you can shred it. It'll take about probably 20 minutes uh, to get to that point. And then I put the rice in and let it cook until the rice uh, gets just till it's done. Mm. Uh, shred the chicken, put that back in. Then you're going to add in some lemon juice and some parsley. You can season it with salt and pepper if you uh, think it needs it. And then at the very end, I added a can of coconut milk. Oh, and it okay. just brought the whole thing nice. to more of a creamy okay. texture. Yeah. So I, I've put all the notes on Five and Dine so you know exactly how I had the best success with this recipe. But it is super delicious. My husband took a bite and looked at me and said, I think it could use absolutely nothing because it's delicious. <laughs> He's so funny. All right. You can go and see the recipe by going to Facebook. Type in Janet's Five and Dine, and you'll see all of our recipes. Brought to you by F&L Market, Memorial Avenue, Lynchburg, where their meats are cut above. Before you fire up the coffee maker, turn on the Morning Jam with Janet and Mark on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. You found the right choice. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 
It's the rebirth of Common Sense Talk Radio. We are the Morning Jam on the Virginia Talk Radio Network. 751 here on the Monday edition of the Morning Jam. We have a, a guest that we'll have on here in the next hour. Also, it's pre-election eve or eve of the election. I don't know. The eve of destruction maybe would be the better way to say it, Miss Rose. Well, I think <laughs> we're hoping some, that's not the case. I think there's some folks who, who may feel that way a little bit. I think there's frustration in absolutely every county mm-hmm. for sure because yeah. there's a lot at stake. Yeah, absolutely. And, uh, and, you know, people are frustrated. I think even in some cases with their choices in general, yeah. And that's never good. I mean, that's really frustrating. Although they are saying that Virginia is going to be one of the states that we really need to to watch. Yeah. Um, and some folks are even saying that um, that that's because of, of Yunkin. They're still pushing for Yunkin to, yeah, to declare. A, right. There's a lot riding on how he does or doesn't do mm-hmm. you know it's going to be it's it's going to stick to him one way or the other uh, no matter what because the media is making it that way right so you know not a whole lot you can do about that and i mean he's he's just come, well we talked about we asked him point blank right about it when uh, we had him on the air yeah. a couple of weeks ago mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so i you know i don't know it's a it's a very interesting well the beauty of it thing. is uh you know Minus any hanky-panky that's going on, mm-hmm. uh, I think it's our chance to be Virginians and, and tell the nation to stick it up their nose if they think we're as liberal as we are. That's an interesting choice of words, sir. Why? And here's why. <laughs> okay. You said stick it up your nose. Right. Um, apparently, there are some strange objects getting stuck in people's <laughs> bodies, according to the CDC. <laughs> what? I couldn't have planned that out any better. Wow, I've I've had this kind of waiting to I've introduce. Got ES, yeah, I have ESPN <laughs> one and two. Yeah, you do. <laughs> so magnets, chargers, oh, chargers, lollipops, what? Orange peels are just some of the surprising objects that people get stuck in their bodies, according to oh a report gosh. from the Consumer Product Safety Commission. Right. Oh Lord, have mercy. Foreign objects lodged in people's bodies was the ninth leading cause of unintentional injuries that led to emergency room visits in 2021. Wow. Nearly 278,000 U.S. adults seeking care. These aren't children shoving a Lego up their nose, which I may or may not have have had to deal with. Um <laughs> These aren't kids, you know, swallowing the little kinetics balls. Right. I also had that happen. Two wow. boys. I mean, it's going to happen. I had a cousin who shoved a pee oh. up her nose. Yeah, see, I'd be, And it got stuck all the way up, like almost to yeah. her eye. I mean, it was terrible. I'd be worried that would get into my lung somehow. Right. Or something. Yep. I don't know. Yep. Yep. Jeez. Um, there are a lot of people absentmindedly poking themselves with objects, especially in the nose, ears, what's, and what's mouth. That in that guy's, she's got a skeleton uh, 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 x-ray on her screen right now. What's in that guy's throat? I don't know. It looks like a quarter, maybe. Yes. Maybe. It's perfectly round. Uh, a Holy. 10-year-old patient had a clogged nasal passage that was causing a lot of pain. 
finally figured out he'd stuck a battery up there. Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Luckily, it didn't leak, and they were able to get it out. Yeah, I mean, kill you. I mean, kids swallowing batteries has been a, that's a real problem. And now the ones that, you know, like the size of a quarter. So small. You know, the small round or ones. Or even smaller. Yeah. Like yeah, all the tiny size. ones. Yeah. yeah. Good night. In December of 2022, wow. a blogger on Defector listed some of the specific foreign o- objects found in the CDC uh, CPSC database. Mm. Some of the items that were lodged in people's ears included a cufflink, wet tissues, a plastic sword. I'm assuming that's one of the ones like it's on drinks or oh, something. Okay. Yeah, yeah. An insect. They may not have planned that one. Um, a rock. <laughs> A lollipop, a charger, a piece of an ice cream cone, a pushpin, a pencil eraser, and a Battlestar game piece. <laughs> Sorry. I know it's not funny, but it kind of is. Uh, liquid items placed in the ear included shoe glue instead oh, of eardrops. Oh, no. Oops. Yeah. Oops. Lighter fluid, candle wax, hydrogen peroxide. Some foreign objects uh, put in noses included gum wrappers, used match magnets, uh, used matches, magnets, rice, candy hearts, yarn, jewels, gummy worms, orange peels, and an LED light. <laughs> Flowers, cheese, popcorn kernels, and glue. The unintentional swallowing of items results in a higher number of ER visits. Have you seen the commercial of the surgery the the doctor does? And he says, I can't find my cell phone. Oh, and, no. and, 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 and the rings. nurse says... Yeah. <laughs> Just call it. Yeah. And the guys, you can see it lumi- illuminate. Yeah, sorry. <laughs> Just like, ah. Some of the uh, ingested foreign objects include, what? A steak knife. Oh, my. A small flashlight, a glue stick, pet toys, coins, office supplies, cigarettes, aluminum foil, hair clips, keys, and darts. Dogs. And I didn't even get started on the unmentionables right. that people do right, right. like during yeah. private time. Yes, yes. I didn't even go there. Um dogs even know not to, you know, they they go and they'll put it in their mouth and then they'll spit it out. Right. Typically. Usually. Usually. It, <laughs> yeah, it, typically. Yeah. I had one that would eat pretty much anything. We were cutting up those remember those hot peppers that you, yeah, that, yeah, that yeah, you yeah. gave through Glenn. So good. So we we did stuff. Hot peppers yesterday with the yellow ones. So I had to. I had to. The um, Hungarian wax ones. No, we use the green ones. Oh, okay. Um, we're saving those. Okay. Uh, the other ones. Um, so I wore gloves when I cut them right. up and stuff like that. But like Kara said, make sure like any seeds do not fall on the floor. Right. You know because they'll eat them. The, the, they'll they'll get that in their mouth and like. Woo. We did kebabs mm-hmm. this week, and I cut up the hung- Hungarian yellow, which I adore that pepper that's mm-hmm. my favorite pepper of yeah. the season and i mean I, after i'd washed my hands repeatedly right. i had taken a shower right. and I, and my fingers were still burning wow so lesson learned on that one yeah yeah mm. yeah i'm just i'm just amazed that that many people are hospitalized yeah with that that kind of yeah. thing going on there and, and not children either can you imagine if we added the kids to the mix <laughs> what it would be yeah i'm curious as we go into break did any of your kids or or did you ever swallow stick something up your nose in your ear the rest i don't want to know about uh 434-248-0704 is our number you can text it because inquiring minds want to know that's right absolutely (laughs) gingerberg coming up here on the uh the show here in the next hour 806 to be specific talk about school board again right amherst county yep last one okay 
with our last official interview too for uh, this election season. <laughs> I'm not gonna miss it. I don't mind telling you. Tomorrow is election day. Make sure you prioritize your schedule so you can either go before work, during your lunch break, or after. Yeah. Make sure it's important. It's gonna make a difference tomorrow. <laughs>